Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show, right here on White Pride Radio and Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, January 18th, 2024, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Patriots Who Are Doing Something, What Are You Doing? America First Patriots must be involved and active if we are going to save our country from a loud minority that seeks to move the United States towards Marxism. Active means more than posting comments on Facebook, X, or True Social. It's picking a course of action, getting off your tushes, and doing something, anything. There are numerous ways patriots can help to keep the United States a constitutional republic. Here are three examples of people who saw a problem and decided to do something. Morale boosters. Overall, many Democrats do not hold law enforcement officers in high regard. Whenever there's an instance, and often without knowing all the facts, They blame the police. Whether it's in a city overwhelmed by rampant crime or a border state smothered by the endless invasion of illegal aliens, the Al Sharptons and AOCs of the world ignorantly assume the person with the badge is the bad guy. In 2015, as Barack Obama was closing out his second disastrous term, Tom Lagan and his wife Diane decided they would do something to offset the immense hate being directed at law enforcement officers by leftist extremists. They founded Morale Boosters, which does exactly what its name implies. For the next three years, Tom and Diane visited police officers and sheriff's deputies to let them know they are There are many Americans who support them and their efforts. The simple gesture of delivering snacks, light pens, handwritten thank you cards, and other encouraging items like banners signed by Americans who want to express their appreciation 
means a lot to those who risk their lives every day to serve and protect. Working on a shoestring budget, the Langans sent and sometimes visited law enforcement officers throughout California, particularly Los Angeles, and other demoralizing locations for law enforcement officers, such as Portland, Oregon, Columbus, Ohio, and Chicago. In 2018, as the illegal caravans began swarming the southern border, morale boosters watched as leftists worked overtime to portray Border Patrol agents as the bad guys. So, morale boosters expanded their efforts to boost agents' morale, too. From San Diego, California, to Brownsville, Texas, the two-person nonprofit, along with volunteers, ensured agents know there are many Americans who value and appreciate them and the work that they are hired and want to do. What drives Tom and Diane is their belief that the greatest morale booster is Jesus, and they bring that message to all their visits. Along with encouraging items listed above are peacemaker Bibles, though the outreach is to anyone of any religion who wears a badge. To date, Morale Boosters has boosted the morale directly and indirectly of over 10,000 police officers, sheriff's deputies, and Border Patrol agents. Their work continues apace. How easy it would have been for them to sit at home and write a few charitable checks and let someone else get involved. But Tom and Diane Lagan saw something and did something, and serving their morale is boosted as much as those they serve. The Langdons did something. Visit Morale Boosters to learn more. Dr. Rebecca Edgeworth Some people have doctor in front of their name simply because they wrote a few long articles. Rebecca Edgeworth, who was born into a military family, earned that degree studying medicine and then burnishing it with hands-on medical director with volunteers in medicine in southern Nevada. Currently, she teaches the next generation of doctors as an assistant professor at Toro University, Nevada, while also volunteering to help those with minimal to no access to health care services, a situation many Americans find hard to imagine. Unlike those who read the perplexing health care issues, the lifelong Republican Edgeworth sees them up close. This is why throughout the years she has been frequently recognized by various Nevada organizations and publications. She has seen too many critical issues ignored in the Silver State's 35th Assembly District, everything from the need to protect parental rights to giving children more access to quality education, to reducing regulations to supporting law enforcement. It would, have, it would have been much easier for this dedicated doctor, wife, and mother to write some checks and support someone else. 
Instead, Dr. Edgeworth's name will be on the February 6th primary ballot as candidate for Nevada's 35th Assembly District. Dr. Rebecca Edgeworth did something. Robin Itzler. In the autumn of 2020, this author was tired of constantly being toted off booted, tossed off of local social media sites for comments in both public and private political chats that were pro-America, pro-faith, or pro-Trump. She also believed the elected officials and corporate CEOs needed to be contacted directly. Yet contact information, email, address, and phone was rarely included in print, television, or website news reports. In November of 2020, she started a free weekly newsletter for about 100 people, free to readers and free of ads. Today, Patriot Neighbors has thousands of readers across the country and continues to feature contact information so America First Patriots can share their thoughts and concerns with elected officials and corporate CEOs. These are just three examples. American thinker readers could add instances where they or someone they know saw something that needed to be changed and decided to actively get involved and do something. If we want to take back our glorious nation from its current Marxist trajectory, more America First patriots who see something that's wrong must do something that's right. What do you see? What are you doing? awesome God he is. Do you attend church? If you don't, you should. But be careful what church you attend, though. Many churches today preach that homosexuality and miscegenation are okay. Are they really? Not according to the Bible, they're not. If you want to hear God's true commands to his chosen people, then listen to the services from the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Don't live near Harrison? You can still hear them on the Christian Revival Center YouTube channel. Search the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas, and it should be right at the top of the list. Tap follow, and you'll be alerted every week when the new sermon is posted. What could be better than hearing God's true words right from the comfort of your own living room? Invite Pastor Rob and his family into your home every week. Emergency Broadcast System announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours.
Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this Thursday evening's The Rust Belt Clansman Show. Uh... There's a new movie out. I don't know how many of uh, uh, my listeners may have heard of this movie. Uh, But guess what? White people aren't allowed to say the name of the movie. I'm not kidding. Uh, This article comes from TMZ.com. The headline is, Justice Smith jokes, White people can't say Magical Negro's movie title. Yeah, apparently this is the name of the movie, uh, Magical Negroes. Um, you know, when I when I, when I hear uh, Magical Negroes, automatically I picture little fairies, uh, little black milk dud looking fairies uh, jumping around in leotards. I don't know why. Uh, uh, that's the picture that I get in my head, and uh, probably now you would do as well. Uh, but that's what it reminds me of. I couldn't, I, I don't think they could have picked a uh, dumber uh, title for the movie, but Magical Negroes. Now, this says this Justice Smith is joking. Uh, I'll bet he isn't. Uh, Justice Smith's proud of his new movie that features a pr- predominantly black cast. But he's warning white people to avoid using the movie's full title. Or else they're getting side-eyed. That must be a new black term, side-eyed. I guess that's when, uh, I don't know uh, uh, what you would call that, side-eyed. You know, beasts of the field, their eyes are on the sides, pretty much. Uh, You know, maybe that's a... um, uh, it, it just a uh, term that beasts of the field use. Side-eyed. Uh, the article continues. We got the actor out of LAX Wednesday and asked him about his new comedy titled The American Society of Magical Negroes. And he jokingly recommended White shorten the title to simply say American Society. Although, again... He's totally kidding around. Uh, no, he isn't. No, he isn't. Or why would he? Why would he say this uh, uh, as a joke? And you know as well as I know that you know uh, you hear black people talking and they they use the N word as a term of endearment. Yet God forbid if a uh, white person uh, uses the N word. Now I. I say N-word. I don't say the whole word uh, here on White Pride Radio. Uh, This is family friendly. 
radio, but I'm sure uh, your children uh, know exactly what the N-word uh, is or who, who, who these people are. Uh, but to stay on the air, uh, you know, I have to be... Uh, well, I have to somewhat filter myself. But, you know, uh, how dare any race tell me what for words are allowed to come out of my mouth, especially when it comes out of their own. Now, listen, uh, if I ran around and called all my white friends honky uh, or cracker, and I called them that uh, as a term of endearment, like blacks call each other the N-word. Now, if I was to say then, uh, I call all my friends uh, crackers and honkies, and then if, if a black person would call me a cracker or a honky, uh, you know, how could I, how, how could that word piss me off? Because I use it myself. Uh, it makes no sense. Now, I've discussed this on the show before, but if there's anybody, uh, any new listeners listening this evening, I'll break it down. Uh, I remember uh, being in, in school, probably around the fourth grade, and being white uh, in fourth grade, naturally being white, I wanted to educate myself on things, and uh, I just happened to look in the dictionary and looked up the N-word. Uh, now, today's dictionaries say that it's a derogatory term. Uh, it is an uh, insult or a racial slur. I remember in fourth grade, the definition of the N-word meant uh, uneducated, uncivilized, and it listed two or three other traits that guess who the shoe fit? Yes, black people. Uh, to read the traits of what the N-word meant fit uh, blacks to a T. <coughs> oh my goodness, excuse me. Uh, uh, wow, I, I apologize for that. I have something caught in my throat and I tried to mute my... Uh, my uh, microphone here. Let me check this out. Okay, now I should be muted, but it isn't uh, muting me, so apparently that doesn't work anymore. Uh, anyhow, uh, what I was saying, and this is why blacks take offense to being called the N-word, because the shoe fits. Now, if there was an actual word, uh, 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 cracker, uh, or, well, you know, they claim cracker, they call us crackers, uh, because of, uh, I guess that's what they called the whip, you know, because they snap or they crack. Uh, does that bother me? Well, of course not. It don't bother me in the least little bit being called a cracker. Uh, it, you know, guess what? At least white people had control back in the days of slavery. It was a much better America. 
back when whites had control uh, of the uh, black people. And it's no secret. It's no secret at all. Black people would not be able to live and exist in America without white people. Plain and simple. Uh, you know, uh, they want to claim uh, we were kangs and shit, but they weren't. They weren't. Uh, I, I saw a funny meme on uh, the social media site VK. That's Russia's version of Facebook. And you, you, ironically, you can say whatever you want to say or post whatever you want to post. Uh, on VK, and it was a, uh, I'm sure you've heard about how blacks say we was kings and shit, but uh, it showed like this hieroglyphic thing, and it, it said, you you weren't kings, you were dick washers. Now, I don't know if that is uh, a real or not, I don't know if that was just fabricated, but that's what uh, this picture, this hieroglyphic showed. Uh, a dark-skinned person washing the dick uh, of, of a white person. Now, like I said, I don't know if that was a real picture of a hieroglyphic or if it was just uh, meant to be funny. But let's face it, we all know that blacks weren't the kings of anything. Of anything. But anyhow, back to this uh, uh, movie here where whites can't say the uh, name of the movie, The Magical Negroes. Uh, if you haven't heard about the movie yet, here is it, here it is in a nutshell. A man named Aaron, played by Smith, joins a secret society of black people who use magic to keep white people happy and therefore docile. The Color Purple star, David Allen Greer from The Color Purple and Nicole Byer from uh, Good Burger 2 also star in it with him, among others. <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, a black movie about how to keep white people happy. You know, if you're black... And I do know enemies listen to the show. If you're black and you want to make white people happy, stop committing crimes. Stop blaming your actions on racism, on systemic racism. Start taking uh, 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 consequence for your actions. Uh, white pe uh, Black people are 13% of America and they commit over 56% of America's crimes. So if you want to make white people happy, better yet, if you would like to tickle me shitless, get on a boat back to the, uh, your motherland. Get the hell out of America. That's what would make white people happy. What, what a stupid idea for a movie. Uh, it, it continues here. Funny enough, J.S. Joke matches one of his characters, says, in the uh, film's trailer. When he tells his mentor that they should consider changing the name of their org to the American Society of Magic, Magical Black People, uh, life imitating art, baby. Anyhow, or anyway, Justice tells us there's a certain level of truth to the satire that's depicted in his flick. And he says it pokes fun at the magical Negro trope that's uh, pervaded films depicting black characters through the years. 
If you don't know what it is, see the trailer above, which, you know, I can't show you, but... Uh, Smith says he'll be doing a ton of traveling for the new movie, including going to the Sundance Film Festival, where the movie's set to premiere. In fact, Justice got two movies premiering there this year, American Society of the Magical Negroes, and I saw the TV glow. What an idiot. Another movie. Uh, uh, I saw the TV glow. You know, that sounds like something a second grader would have come up with for a title of a movie. I saw the TV glow. Good grief. Uh... Uh, the American Society of Magical Negroes gets its wide its wide release on March 22nd, but maybe buy your tickets online instead of shouting the name at the ticket window. Just saying. Get the hell out of here! My God, why would you? Why would you make the, the title of your movie something that you say that white people aren't supposed to say? Now, if this isn't race baiting, I don't know what it is. So you know, I will say the magical Negroes is the name of the movie. I'm not going to be told that I can't uh, uh, repeat the name of a movie that some dumbass, low IQ black person made. Uh, I'll say it. That's the name of it, plain and simple. And then to say it's a joke, but then later on to say, no, it isn't a joke. It's actually in the trailer to the movie. This is race baiting. You know, that's two things that black people are really good at. Race baiting and uh, the race card, using the race card. Uh, but unbelievable. So there you go. Uh, I may just have to uh, uh, check that movie out when it hits uh, the internet uh, just to see. Uh, and then maybe I can do a, uh, a uh, review of it here on the show. Hang on one second. <coughs> oh, I apologize, folks, and I, I apologize, and I don't understand why uh, it worked yesterday. I don't understand why my uh, mic isn't muting, but I apologize. I, I feel like I'm coughing right in your faces, and I, I do apologize. And we'll have to check out this, these, this headset. It's a new headset, and it didn't cost a whole lot, so maybe I got what I paid for. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Uh, this article comes from the Christian Post. Oh, wait a minute. That isn't what I have for the... 
the show this evening. That's one that I have together for uh, Alright TV. So let me find a different one here. Uh, here's good news. And, you know, I said before we're seeing this uh, more and more where people are uh, getting sick and tired of uh, uh, the the uh, LGBTQ plus uh, agenda. And here, uh, I'm going to try to tap on this article again. I'm tapping on the article and losing my whole screen. Yes, I just lost it again. Uh, oh, boy. One thing goes wrong, a dozen things go wrong. Anyhow, the, the headline was, uh, Florida bill could lead to ban on pride flags in schools and government buildings. This is great. Right? This isn't something that should be seen in public. This isn't something that should be taught to our children that is normal behavior. Uh, I saw somewhere else, and I don't think it was Florida, where, and I may have done that uh, article Tuesday, uh, to where they're banning, uh, they want to ban uh, uh, transgender people from public. Uh, this is great. It, it, you know, uh, transgender, it doesn't matter what little name they go under their uh, Tinkerbell rainbow. They're homosexuals, plain and simple. Uh, you, you know, uh, people think that uh, it, maybe if they're called bisexual, which that's uh, pr probably worse than any of them because that means you'll screw anything. Uh, uh, but they think this uh, transgender sounds so much better than uh, outright homosexual. Uh, they make it seem like a uh, trip down the Hershey Highway isn't so bad if they're wearing a dress. You know what I mean? Uh, but it all boils down to their homosexuals. And this should be banned in public. Uh, these, the, these sick people, they need pushed back into the closet. Uh, this is a mental illness that really doesn't need to be spread uh, uh, to our children. But anyhow, I can't do that article. So, let's see. I have another one here that, uh, this is hard to believe. Well, no, it isn't hard to believe, but, uh, let's see. One second, uh, Paul. Uh, here we go. Well, there it was. There we go. Uh, this article comes from uh, the Daily Caller. The headline to this one is New York City Residents Details Encounter with Migrants Begging Door to Door Says It's Madness. Now, number one, before I even get into the article, does this sound like people that are coming here to better themselves? Well, they, they are. They, they, they want to better themselves, but they want Whitey to pay for it, pretty much. Uh, they want to ride the shirt tails of Whitey, just as uh, the other non-white races uh, in America. Uh, but here to beg. Now, listen, I don't agree they shouldn't take jobs. They, they shouldn't be given jobs that uh, white Americans... Uh, could have, but th th they're not even coming here and saying they're looking for work. They're going door to door, begging. Now I hope this is the article that I saw uh, 
the other day. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, New York City resident Raymond Maniscalco detailed his experience with migrants begging door-to-door in his Queens neighborhood Wednesday on Fox News, describing the situation as madness. Maniscalco appeared on Jesse Waters' Waters' primetime to discuss his recent encounter with migrants from the Floyd Bennett Field shelter begging door-to-door for food and money in his neighborhood. Maniscalco detailed how his girlfriend had been home at the time when migrants rang their doorbell begging for money, noting that two children had been with them. And I think I said this uh, Tuesday night, these uh, uh, kids are uh, expendable uh, to these people. The problem, the, the, these children are traveling with these uh, uh, begging dirt bags, uh, probably aren't even their children. They, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't steal them or uh, kidnap them from the motherland just to bring... Uh, just, you know, figuring it'd be easy to get across the border if they had some kids. Uh, but here, now they even take the kids door to door. Uh, the New York City resident continued to state that other neighbors have had similar encounters with the migrants, emphasizing that one woman had her laundry stolen in front of her house. <laughs> Down to stealing. Uh, people's laundry. Uh, what they're doing is they're ringing doorbells. They rang my doorbell, and my girlfriend answered, and they stuck a government-paid telephone right in her face. They're already pre-programmed in English, and it said, Can I have some money? Uh, Master Celio said. Now, you know, I brought this up, uh, I don't know if I, I, I... Brought this up Tuesday, or if this was uh, uh, something else. Now, this says a government-paid phone. Which, how the hell are they getting government-paid phones? They're not citizens. Uh, the article that I saw said that they had iPhones. Now, listen. I know people that have the uh, government phones, and I don't think there's anything wrong at all for uh, uh, poor white people to be able to have a cell phone. Uh, This is a a great idea. But I'll tell you what, I don't know uh, one person that ever got an iPhone for free from the government. Uh, So, you know, where did they come from? Is this just something that uh, uh, these non-white migrants get, iPhones, while the rest of the uh, poor white Americans get these little, uh, not much more than toy phones? Uh, but anyhow, can, can I have some money? Not, you know, not like, do you have some work I could do? For some money. Now listen, I wouldn't let none of these scumbags, uh, I wouldn't let them cut my grass. But just, I'm just saying, they're not even saying, can I, do you have something I can do uh, to make some money? They just want some money for not doing anything. 
Uh, she turned them away, and there was two little children with them. Uh, they're going door to door. They went into Marine Park during Christmas holidays at night, and the neighbors were concerned. They were scared. They were coming in through the side doors, ringing doorbells, asking for food, and asking for money. Just this week, they stole one woman's laundry in front of her house. They're getting free metro cards so they can take the bus into King's, King's Plaza to the shopping center, and they're robbing stores inside there. They're panhandling in the middle of the street. It's madness, Marciello said. Uh, Fox host Jesse Waters jumped in, questioning the reason for migrants in the city, asking um, Maniscalco if he had any work available for them. Uh, wait a minute here. Moscalio uh, stated that not only was there nothing available, but highlighted the migrants' reportedly poor living conditions at the Floyd Bennett Field, stating it is a horrifying situation. You know, it can't be too horrifying for these dirtbags, because they keep coming. They keep coming. You know, just like uh, blacks in America. Uh, they want to bitch about whitey and, and what we do and uh, how we expect them to uh, conduct themselves in our white Christian country. But do you see them leaving? You know, we can't be too racist. They, 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 they want to stay here. Uh, the article continued here. Uh, they were saying, uh, we feel bad for anybody that can't put food on the table when they have young kids or can't wear a warm coat in the wintertime. But I mean, this is enough. We have enough panhandlers as it is that are American citizens. We have enough thieves as it is, Wider stated. The city is full. It's full and there are no jobs. I thought they were coming here to work. There's no jobs here, Wider's questioned. No, there's nothing available. There's 1,700 migrants in the Floyd Bennett field with nothing to do. They're freezing to death in there. They have to leave their uh, bunker area uh, in order to wash up and take care of their needs. The children are not being schooled. It's a horrifying situation. It's only going to get worse, Masasalio said. Uh, of course it is, but why? why? Now, again... You have to ask the question, why is the Biden administration still letting these uh, turds pound into America? You know, there's, we can see here uh, how bad things are. We, it, they were bad before these big caravans ever started coming. Uh, you know, we have blacks here in America to rob, rape, destroy, and sell drugs, let alone letting these other dirtbag uh, non-whites in. You know, like I said, we have 13% of our population already causing 56% of our crime, and that's just blacks. Uh... Uh, 
Uh, reports of New York City neighborhoods being swamped by Floyd Bennett Field migrants surfaced in December after the taxpayer-funded shelter began to house people in early November uh, last year. Hear that? Taxpayer-funded. Coming out of our wallets. You know, uh, giving them a shelter... They're taking our tax dollars that should be used for white American citizens and then they're still going out begging. Just like blacks, enough. They're, they're, there's nothing that is going to satisfy these people. Just like blacks. You try to clean them up a little bit, get them to speak uh, halfway decent uh, English, you know, you try to educate them and try to give them jobs and they're just too damn stupid. They're too stupid and lazy. Uh, let's see. Stories began to emerge of migrants showing up at local residents' doorsteps in the Marine Park neighborhood begging for cash, food, and clothes. The city has uh, become home to over 160,000 migrants within the past year, with Democrat Mayor Eric Adams repeatedly asking the federal government for help. You know, don't cry for the federal government to feed these people. Your black ass is the one that welcomed them into New York City. You threw out the red, the red carpet for them. You welcomed these people. Now don't sit and cry about what you welcomed into your city. You thought you were so great, but there's just your uh, uh, black low IQ. Where did Eric Adams think these people were going to stay? I think what it is, he figured they wouldn't uh, go to New York City or people wouldn't bust them to New York City, but guess what? You got what you asked for. You know, uh, when I see things like this, like these Democrats, that uh, you know, they welcome these people. They told them, oh, it's a sanctuary. Come here, come here. Uh, and then they cry about it when they do. You know, they're getting what they ask for and then cry about it. Uh, you know, I was saying, when I was growing up, my parents used to tell me all the time, you shit the bed, now you lay in it. Well, Eric Adams and the rest of the Democrats out there crying for uh, help with these migrants, you shit your own beds, now take care of it. Uh, New York High School announced last week that it would be temporarily going virtual in order to make room for roughly 2,000 migrants who were being relocated from Floyd Bennett Field due to potential flooding and windy conditions. So here, they'll even take a school, uh, change it to virtual learning to house these dirtbags, these dirtbag bum bastards. Now, I don't think uh, whites should have their kids in school. 
But I mean, the school system certainly shouldn't be uh, changing their curriculum to uh, go virtual over some uh, you know, dirt bags. What white people need to be doing is homeschooling their children. Okay, let's see what else I have here. Okay, this article is interesting. Uh, this article comes from InsideEdition.com. Now, this this will be. What is your take on this? Uh, the headline is: Mom says seven-year-old son was written up for saying Jesus Christ at school. Now, you know, when I was growing up. Uh, I feared Jesus Christ because when my parents said Jesus Christ, it was followed by a backhand or a kick in the ass. I didn't know who Jesus Christ was until uh, I went out and, and you know found church and uh, went to church and did my own studying and stuff. But now this kid, you know, isn't really a bad word. To call on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh, or is it using the Lord's name in vain? It all depends. Let's see here what this child did. Uh, a Mississippi mother of a seven-year-old says her son was written up because he said Jesus Christ at school. Shona Coleman of South Haven says... She got a phone call from her boy's first grade teacher who reported he had said a bad word. It was actually two words, she said. Jesus Christ. Now, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> is this just this teacher? Uh, is this an attack on Christianity? Because the kid said Jesus Christ? Uh, we know Christians, uh, uh, we are being attacked, white Christians. Is this what the teacher was doing just to this little boy? Uh, the mother shared her son's written report with local media and on her Facebook page. The slip from Hope Sullivan Elementary School is titled, Parents' Notice of Disciplinary Incident. On the form, boxes are checked for unacceptable language, had conference with student, and telephoned parent. The child's offense, according to the handwritten note on the form, he said Jesus Christ when he dropped the Legos he was cleaning up from recess. Coleman told Fox 3 the church said Jesus Christ, Bible studies said Jesus Christ. Never in my life have I heard at a public school that you cannot say Jesus Christ. And she said it wasn't that he said the word, it was how he said it, because he dropped his Legos, the mother said. The station reported that the Desto School District's written guidelines did not specifically mention the words Jesus Christ. In a statement sent to Inside Edition Digital on Tuesday, 
A school spokesperson said, DeSoto County school students would not be reprimanded for simply saying, Jesus Christ. While the district officials cannot comment on specific student situations, it is possible that a student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name, the state, uh, statement concluded. Uh, so, uh, yes, we know as Christians we are not to use the names Lord the uh, Lord's name in vain. Now, that that begs the question: Where is the cutoff line? You know, suppose. So okay, suppose. Uh, you're standing inside your home looking out a picture window or something and you see someone walking a dog beside your house and the uh, dog walker decides to let the uh, let their dog come into your yard to take a healthy crap now if you're looking out the window and you see what this uh, person did and you say Jesus Christ is that using the Lord's name in vain? Or is that calling on our Lord and Savior to punish the person because they're ignorant? You know, uh, I don't think it's wrong if you're calling on Jesus. If you uh, uh, see something or you're, you're frustrated. Uh, like the kid, the, the kid there. How does the teacher not know that that kid said that, uh, you know, the, the child was probably frustrated. He was picking up Legos and he dropped them. And he said, Jesus Christ. Uh, how does the teacher know he wasn't calling on Jesus' help? You know, uh, that that's a little food for thought to think about. Where, where's the cutoff line? Uh, do you feel that that child should be punished? Or uh, do you think that uh, the school district went too far? You know, I'm on defense with this one. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So uh, there, uh, th that's something for you to think about this evening. And I am going to close out with this next article I know this wasn't a very long uh, show this evening but I don't know if you can tell my nose is my sinuses are clogging up which in turn makes it harder for me to breathe so uh, I'm going to close out the show this evening with this one as soon as I find it. This one I thought uh, was pretty good. Oh, good grief. Okay, I guess I hate closing out with that one either. I'll be darned. <laughs> I don't know what it is sometimes uh, a certain articles I will tap one and the whole screen on my Chromebook goes black. 
very certain articles. Anyhow, uh, well, wait a minute. Let me see if I have this article on a different uh, device. Should have thought about that one for the other article. Yes. Okay, so we can do this. This comes from the news source Hip Hop Vibe. The headline is, Mischievous Woman Tricks the Police into Telling Her She's Free to Go when they stopped her by telling them her name is Frida Go, ma'am. Yes, this is, this is her name. Frida Go, ma'am. So, uh, a woman tricks a cop who stopped her into telling her that she's free to go. For most people, the worst thing to happen is to get stopped by the police. Usually, people do whatever they can to avoid the police. However, it's hard to get around actually being pulled over. When it happens to women, some of them try to flirt. One woman did something smart. Not only did she give a fake name, but she got the police to go along with it. She told them her name was Frida Go, ma'am. So when the officer repeated it, she told him thank you and drove off. When it comes to law enforcement, there is a major debate going on because some police officers have abused their power. Some people want police reform. Then there are extremists who believe that the police should be abolished. On the other side, there are those extremists who want the police to have even more control. Ultimately, when it boils down to having it, having the police is necessary. However, there needs to be a proper middle ground that's reached. Uh, recently, a woman ended up having a lighthearted interaction with the police. The woman ended up getting stopped by police before they had the chance to give her a ticket, the woman come up with a genius move. When they asked her what her name was, she said she was Frida Go, ma'am. As a result, the officer asked, You're free to go, ma'am. Which sounds like, You're free to go, ma'am. After that, the woman thanked the police officer and drove off. Smart. Smart. Well, it was a white lady. Uh, smart. So there you go, uh, ladies. If there's any ladies listening to the show. The next time you're pulled over by the police, tell them your name is Frida Go, ma'am. And then when they say that, tell them thank you and drive off. Uh, what a great idea. Uh, white ingenuity. White ingenuity. Only an intelligent white woman could have come up with uh, uh, something like that. Free to go, ma'am. All right, folks. I am going to uh, close out this Thursday evening show. I will be back here on Tuesday, January 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
check out the show page or True Social. True Social is Donald Trump's version of Twitter. Uh, go to truesocial.com and you can start your uh, profile there. And then once you have your profile set up, look up uh, the Rust Belt Klansman. Uh, tap follow, and there you'll find uh, a wealth of news about the show. Uh, the days that it's uh, not going to air, maybe, or maybe it's already going to be on White Pride Radio and not uh, Spotify or vice versa. Uh, also, the live version of the show that's called The Underground, uh, there is no set uh, time or day for that. That's just whenever I have time, uh, but you'll... Uh, You'll be notified of that. You'll be able to look on the show's uh, page and uh, uh, see when the next one is scheduled uh, to take place. Then you can uh, participate maybe in a live show uh, or listen in to see if somebody else uh, participates. But uh, uh, go uh, get to True Social. Also there, uh, I almost forgot, our sermons by Pastor Thomas Robb. Uh, of the uh, it's a Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. There is also press releases there from the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, there's usually press release every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So they're posted there. You can check that out. Uh, you can hear a sermon, and you can see news about the show. Uh, so uh, check that out. If you have any news articles, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, uh, anything you want to get off of your chest, you can email those straight to heyrustbeltclassman at mail.com. It's very simple. It's all lowercase letters, heyrustbeltclassman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. There you can leave a voice message or a text message. Uh, Tuesday, I had mentioned uh, and thanked, uh, it was overwhelming and humbled. It humbled me uh, a lot to see how many people listen to the show that actually missed the show uh, for the month that it was on hiatus. Uh, and that was great. And uh, uh, today, I received uh, two emails uh uh, in support, uh, Lone Werewolf, uh, a loyal listener to the show, uh, he emailed in and said that uh, he listened to the show at work uh, and uh, that he had uh, missed the show. Uh, he also uh, sent prayers for my mom, for myself, for uh, my family. Uh, so, you know, uh, Lone Werewolf, thank you very much because. Uh, you know, in today's times where, you know, nobody really gives a shit about anybody anymore, uh, it, it's good to know that uh, I have loyal listeners that actually, you know, listen to the show and uh, uh, communicate uh, uh, to the show. So that's great. So thank you, Lone Werewolf. And also, uh, today, uh, these both come in today, uh, Area Code... Uh, 731. Uh, now there's no uh, name to this, so I don't know this uh, listener's name, but it's a loyal listener because uh, I have gotten things before from this area code. Uh, 731. So you know who you are, 731 area code. And uh, 
uh, he sent in, or her, uh, good to hear you're back. Hope things are well. I'll be listening. Uh, thank you very much, area code uh, 731. Uh, there are so many loyal listeners to the show, and uh, it, it's just humbling. I, I can't even begin to think to thank all my loyal listeners because the, the, there are so many. Uh, and I pr- appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, I even appreciate the uh, people maybe stumbled ap- across the show and uh, listening maybe this evening for the first time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you get what you get uh, here on the Rust Belt Clans, but I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell it uh, the way it is. Uh, I don't use fancy words because I'm not a fancy person. Uh, and the show is built around uh, my listeners. Uh, you know, w- w- with the show, it's uh, almost like I feel like I'm sitting in a room with a bunch of my friends uh, discussing things. So uh, if you're new to the show, uh, keep tuning in. It's every Tuesday and Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's right here on... Uh, uh, Alt-Right TV, and it's right here on uh, Spotify. Okay. With that, we are going to close out the show in prayer, as we uh, always do here. Okay, here we go, Murph. Uh, if you're newer to the show and you don't know uh, you might be thinking, why does he always say, uh, here we go, Murph, before a prayer? Uh, Murph is also uh, a loyal listener to the show. And uh, uh, he had contacted the show one time uh, in, with, with, in, in discussion. And uh, he said, never get rid of the prayer at the end of the show. Uh, because that's really... Uh, uh, uplifting uh, is what it is, you know. Uh, you hear some of the things that are going on in America, and just you know, some of the BS. This is a good way to end the show uh, uh, with hope. Uh, so uh, that's why I always say, "Here we go, Murph." Uh, so uh, here we go, Murph. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Forgive me of my affronts to your rulership and sovereignty, mighty king. I bow before you in humility with the knowledge of the way, ways I have worked against your will. I have not kept your authority in the forefront of my mind, but have instead taken my own path to fulfill my own desires. To you and you alone I am indebted, for you are the ruler over all things. Lord, grant that I may also forgive my neighbors for things I perceive have been done against me. Help me to treat them with the honor and respect I am seeking from you. Fill my heart with your forgiving attitude and conform my spirit to your compassionate ways. Be glorified in the earth, O Lord, because of your great love. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. I am going to mention there, uh, there in the prayer where it says uh, to forgive your neighbor. I brought this up several times on the show, and a lot of people that uh, don't uh, are in argument with people that think that we should mix races, that, that we're all one, that we're all equal, will point to that in the Bible where it says, love thy neighbor. Uh, there in the prayer it said, forgive thy neighbor. In biblical times, God separated the races with languages and uh, different languages and, and, and so on. So, you know, it's obvious we are not to intermingle with non-white people. We are God's chosen people and we should be separatists from uh, the non-whites. And people will say, well, the Bible says, love thy neighbor. In biblical times, because it was known not to mix races, your neighbor was white. Your neighbor was your own kinfolk. So when God said, love thy neighbor, he ain't talking about uh, 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 Shedane uh, next door. Because in biblical times, uh, white people wouldn't have been in black neighborhoods or blacks wouldn't have been in white neighborhoods. So that's why when the Bible says, love, love thy neighbor, you're supposed to love your white brother and sister. Because that's who your neighbor was and would have been in uh, biblical times. So uh, just thought I'd add that in there maybe for somebody that doesn't understand sometimes, you know, maybe where I come from when I say something. But uh, I try to explain things the best I can. Uh, well, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you tune in uh, Tuesday. I'll be back Tuesday, January 23rd. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. And as always, from the Rust Belt Clansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! <laughs>